Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. I don't want to call him his real name. 
Chance has come a long way, and his music Thank you, is... Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Of the very talented Natalie Red in the house, in the house, y'all. <laughs> you got our little people clapping for you. Feel me, feel me, feel me. How are you doing this evening? I am doing Miss Red. well. I am doing well. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm glad I have you in because, like I normally do. I go surfing on the web or I'll be on Facebook running to one of my musical friends and it'll start a barrage of me going to other people's pages and checking out their music. And then that's how I ran into you through one of my musical friends. I ran into your music and I was like, whoa. And after that, I was like, I heard, I heard the first song that I, I fell in love with. And then I heard another song, uh, I like that, I like this one, and I was like, hey, <laughs> let me hit you up and see if you're going to be on the show because, man, I was feeling you. So, And I'm glad after I read your bio and everything and found out you did a radio show, I said, well, hey, she do the same thing I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I well, figured I'm you would be on. Well, thank you. I appreciate now, it. I truly, truly do. Now, I read uh, you were you uh, grew up in Mississippi, correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct. And and you started in singing as a little girl in church choirs, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of familiar with that because my daddy was a preacher, so I understand. The situation that you was in. <laughs> Could you explain that about you singing in the choir? I mean, I find that fascinating because it's 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 a lot of different artists that do start off in the church, but none of them really, you know, take it to another level just to sing. You know, they do other things. So I'm just, you know, interested in how did you get the bug to sing when you were little. Oh, wow. Um, Actually, school friends um, who went to the same church, and they were always singing, and and I just loved the harmony in which they were. You know, it was was such a tight unit, and, you know, it wasn't cliquish. It was just, you know, them enjoying music. And um, one day at school, they were singing. It was during recess they were singing, and I just started singing with them, and they all stopped and turned their heads and looked at me and I'm like what did I hit a wrong note (laughs) and and they were like you've been hiding your voice and I said well you know I I didn't think I you know fit in so one of the girls asked me to come to choir rehearsal with her and they had me singing for the choir director and next thing I know I was in the choir 
Well, praise God. I'm glad. I'm glad you. <laughs> all the time. Uh, I'm glad he. I'm glad you decided to do that. Um, so, when did the once you were doing that, did that uh, start you to wanting to write lyrics? How did that come about? Believe it or not, I was always making up songs, even before joining the choir. I used to sing outside wow. in the front yard, and it was like I was singing to the people who were passing by. And I know I got on my mother's nerves because she would say, girl, please, oh, my God, hush. But I was always <laughs> singing, and I'll never forget when I um, put out my first EP, my cousin hit me up, and she said, Nat, do you remember the song you made from the uh, – um, title bug away or something like that she said we was looking at a raid can a raid insect you know insect can and you just made up a song and i said oh my god i remember that song and she, she said we you made a whole entire song and we were your background finger for the can of rain. Off of a can of rain. I was always writing. I was always making up songs about stuff. Always, always singing, always singing. But I never really thought that it would be who I am. Because I was such a nerd in high school, such a nerd in school, period, that I didn't think music would be who I am. I thought oh, when, it was just something when did that come? I did. When did that come uh, about? Like, wow. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the step out here on faith and just go all out and put something that I create created out here. When did that come about? When my grandmother passed. When my grandmother passed in twenty ten, um, is when I started taking music seriously. Um, prior to that, you know, I had actually prior to her passing, I had stopped. Like, I stopped doing talent shows. Um, I was, you know, still singing in the church choir, but I was I was leading. I was directing the church choirs and directing the youth choir. So I was over the youth ministry, uh, music ministry. And, you know, when my grandmother passed, like, one week, maybe one or two weeks after her passing, I was on stage singing. And that, that wow. it healed me. It helped it helped me deal with the loss of her because my grandmother raised me and she was my best friend. So it helped me deal with the mm-hmm. loss of her. And I remember talking to um, my uncle in regards to it. And he said, Nat, when something is designed for you, you can't run from it. You might try to, but trust me, it never leaves. It just finds a different way to get you. Mm. And it got me. Well, wow. That's a testimony, really. Um, yeah. I want to I want to play the song that me and my wife love, because I had to ask her the other day, because, you know, I had her listen to it. Hey, did you like that song? She said, yeah. And it's the song, uh, My Love is Blind, which Ooh. I was feeling that was the jump off for me. And I was a fan instantly. <laughs> that was it. Uh, can you explain this before I play it? Uh, yeah. 
um, I was dating this guy who actually is a musician at the time. He and I, he's the one who pushed me to record. And um, he and I had been going through some stuff. And he would always say, he would say things to me like, you know, I need you to let me be a man. You're not letting me be a man. And I was so head over heels with him that the only thing I could see was I wasn't seeing what he needed. I was seeing what I felt we needed. Notice I used the word what I felt we needed. But I didn't mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing what he needed. And the the way the song starts off is actually how the conversation started. Yesterday I heard my baby say that he's leaving me and it's all because of my insecurities. And my insecurities wasn't me not being secure in him. It's me being insecure, believe it or not, about me. Because I'm a person who strives so much for perfection, not realizing that it's my imperfections that make whatever I do perfect in my eyes. Here it is. And My that, love is blind. Natalie Reed, re, re, I mean, read. My bad. Red. Natalie Reed. I got Dead emotional. Right <laughs> <laughs> Don't get emotional on me. Yesterday, 
childhood friend is in the chat room, LaTanya, and she said this right here is everything with a double heart. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, I'm in tears right now. I'm in tears. That that song brought back some memories. (laughs) See? Don't get emotional. Ain't that what you told me? I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. But that song makes you get there. Uh, uh, Latonya also said, "Damn." Uh, Latonya also said, "Damn." It's like Natalie is singing my song. Natalie is singing my song. Thank you, Latonya. Thank you. Um, okay. I want to hear the story. How did you start singing at the casino? You were working at the casino. Then you was headlining on your off day. Go on, tell me. Okay. How you so, do that? All right. I, um, I, I worked actually um, in the, when I started off at the casino, I worked in the restaurant as the um, the hostess. 
And one day, the band for the casino was playing um, Tracy Chapman. Give me one reason. Uh And I heard them play it. And I ran. And I mean, I shot across. (laughs) Across the, 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 the front. I'm running top speed. And the guy was getting ready to sing it, the the leader of the band, he was getting ready to sing it. And I walked up to him and I said, please, 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 just please let me sing this. He said, do you know it? I said, do I? And he just kept playing. Mm-hmm. And I just bust out. Give me one reason to stay here and I'll turn my back around. And from then, he was like, you work here? I said, yeah. He said, where? I said, right now in the restaurant, but I'm getting ready to move up to Casino Liaison. And he said, mm-hmm. huh, how would you like to sing with the band during concert? Because we will be opening shows. And I said, really? Like the concert here? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. I said, oh, okay, okay. I don't know how we're going to work this out, but I could deal with the double pay. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's do this. Yes, and from then on, it was it was an experience and a half. I ended up meeting, um, like, some local artists in town, uh, local, like, rappers and stuff who heard me, and they wanted me to come in and record, um, do background, right. do, you know, uh, hooks and stuff for their rap. So I was, I was like, okay. Right. Cool, man. Loved every minute of That's it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you ended up uh, writing for some local artists, then, right? Writing lyrics. Yes, I ended up. I ended up writing um, just hooks for like certain rappers, um, backgrounds. They had something that had chorus in it, and they had a particular group, a group of girls that they wanted the same form. I was ghost riding. I was like, okay, cool. This. I just wanted to pay. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was. It was right, right, right. For me, it it was it was me getting to do what I I liked doing, and um, from there, I ended up. I think when I was like twenty one, twenty two, Lenny Williams was performing in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, at a local club, and. Um, the DJ who was hosting that night, uh, well, radio personality who was hosting that night named Chris Cox. Never forget Chris Cox. And um, the person who was supposed to sing couldn't make it. And there was a band there waiting. Mm-hmm. And I ended up opening. And I wow. sang um, I sang Bunny Rate's song, which Tank remade, um, but I... I saying, um, I can't make you love me. Wow. Just at the right time. You was right there. I just at the right time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sometimes uh, okay, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I have another song that I want to play because I'm going to get a lot of the music in, too. Uh, it was the title, Thick and Sexy. Let me say it again <laughs> for the people in the back and the side. Thick and sexy. Explain that song. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm a curvaceous woman. 
and I embrace my curvaceousness. Um, but a lot of praise God. A lot of yes, hallelujah. A lot of curvy <laughs> women um, I was running into were having um, self-esteem issues, and just to hear their conversations, it, it was kind of depressing for me. So I just, you know, wrote that song. Why you hold your head down, girl? The world is yours. Be proud of who you are. And that is the truth. And that song has been played. When I released the EP, that song was played at a fashion show in New York for the curvy. And I loved every minute of it. Oh, my God. I was I was in tears. Wow. I loved every minute of it. That's cool. Here it is. Thick and sexy. Cause you're on the right track 
Jones and the Mad Black Man. And you're now listening to TAZ on Blog Talk Radio. Can I take over this show? No, you can't. I can't no. take over this show. Nah, I'm in. Right. I love that thick and sexy. So did uh, Latanya in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, thank you. That's hot. <laughs> Um, I read on one of your posts today, matter of fact, creative juices are straight pouring right now. Mm -hmm. Hash brown, Mm -hmm. no, hashtag, not hash brown. I love music. Uh, Pouring was in all caps, and that's no cap. It was in all caps. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You uh, put out different little fillers through the day. I have noticed that. I mean, you know, I might not have commented. I might have loved it because uh, I like the little, the, you know, the way you uh, flow and put different things out there. Uh, what made you put that one out there today? I was actually working on my radio show, uh, Shameless Plug, hashtag Red Zone. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, as I was listening to um, – uh, one of the songs written by Quincy Jones, and um, as I was listening to it, I got this big smile on my face, and I immediately reached out to uh, a friend of mine who's enough, who is an artist as well, who was an artist, well, still is, but um, she had a big hit in the 90s on the Low Down Dirty Shame um, soundtrack, and I hit her up, and I said, Ross. Mm-hmm we have got to redo this song. I don't want to say what the song is because I don't want anybody to go and steal that thought. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Don't, don't put it out there. Not on my show anyway. Song. Yeah, I said we've got to redo this song because trust me, coming from a different perspective, this song is going to be hot. And I just got to write now, it. <laughs> I, I always I see you one time I've seen you Asked for some producers with uh, some hot beats at one time mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back. Um, mm-hmm. I then I went to your radio show, The Red Zone, and I heard one of the intros, and it was so wet and so sexy, <laughs> and that's Thank sexy you. spelled with a S E X dash S E A, sexy. <laughs> uh, it was so it hot. Was. <laughs> I, I wanted, I want you to do the do an intro right now because it was wet. So I got my <laughs> church fan. I'm ready for you. <laughs> so I'm going to just do an intro like you normally do for the red zone because I mean that intro was kind of hot the way you was talking. Well, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the red zone. It is I, your girl, your musical concierge, Natalie Red. And tonight, baby, I got something on fire. That's right. My special guest tonight in the room in the red zone is none other than T-A-Z. That's right. Welcome him to the red zone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm going to need you. I'm going to need the people in the back to mark that because I need that as a drop. For real. (laughs) I need that as a drop. If you, I'm going to send you, I'm going to shoot you my email, and you can bump it against some sexy music of yours, of course, and uh, do 
the same thing and also give your information out on the little drop so I can play it, you know, in the middle of one of my shows. Okay. Yeah, that oh. it, it was real it was real breathy and hot. <laughs> and what oh you, you like when I say <laughs> when I say let's buy that's what yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's when you pull out that Martha Luther King church fan and start fanning yourself. <laughs> um, when you when you write lyrics, okay, when you write lyrics, um, what do you? Because I always ask artists this, and, be, and I do music, of course, too, and I write lyrics too. What do you prefer? Do you prefer to have the beat, or do you do it from a beat in your head? I mean, or can you just do it without a beat and just just straight right? A lot of it is done. A lot of the stuff, believe it or not, I've written a lot of my music on the clock at work, on my nine to five, and and it would pop up in my head because I'm listening to music. And I'm tuning out the artist that I'm hearing. But something something within that beat has caused me to write. So I would stop, I'd stop, I'd take the headphones off, and I'd just start writing, writing. And as I'm writing, wow. I can hear the beat in my head of how I want it to go. So that way when I talk to my producer, which is usually my brother, shout out to Wayne Patrick Brown, or my friend Jerome Pitts, when I'm talking to them, I'll tell them, okay, this is what I'm looking for, and I'll sing it. Right. And then they'll kick in and and do their thing and twist it, and and it's just one of those things. So when I was asking for a, I was asking for a smooth jazz R&B track because a friend of mine wants me to write a song for him, and he's a smooth jazz artist. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, let me reach out to some people see what these creative minds can come up with. Um, unfortunately, I got everything but smooth jazz. I got rap, I got hip-hop, I got R&B, but nothing of smooth jazz for her. But some great tracks, though. And a couple of them I was right. listening to, and I thought, oh, snap, and I started writing. I thought, oh, fuck it, fuck it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. it went on to another thing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. And have you, even though you're a singer, have you ever tried to spit 16? Um, <laughs> I'm not much of a I'm rapper. Just I, I, as far as uh, freestyle flow, no. My son can, I can't, but I can write raps. And I have written some raps. So <laughs> I can write them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Let me, let me get this straight. You wrote rap, but you can't rap. So how do you present it I, to them? Uh, well, once I write it, I can rap it to them. But like straight freestyle, like somebody who can come off the cuff with it, I can come off the cuff yeah, yeah, with yeah. a freestyle song. But straight 16 okay. rap, I just can't. Because I'll get, for some reason, I get in my head and I start critiquing myself. So it's okay, but, okay let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Can you write 16 and spit 16 after you write it? Okay. I um yeah, I, took I, the, um, I took the what was that the um 
who was that chick? Um, Monica. That So Gone Challenge that they did mm-hmm. a few years ago. And I remember. I, I yeah. wrote to it. And and my wow. kids' friends was like, dude, your mom can rap? She's a beast. We <laughs> see where you get it from. <laughs> I even did yeah, it with, yeah. um, I... with Megan Thee Stallion's song. I need to, well, you know, damn all that. I need to hear this. For real, for real. <laughs> I might need to shoot you some beats. For real, for real. So you can just go on and get your little 32 on. <laughs> uh, I do the hook. I can't sing, but I can I can woo, woo, woo in the back, back, back. I can do that. So I'll be all right. Uh, the song... Only only takes a beat. Explain that because that's the one. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it only takes a beat. Sometimes when you're feeling like the world is heavy on your shoulder, you can hear the right song and it'll change your whole mood. It only takes a beat. And it'll cause you to perk up and dance. It'll put a new, a new sway in your hip, a new you know, step in your stride. You know, have you ever been in traffic and, you know, you see the person sitting next to you and they just, they're slight, they start off slightly, slightly bopping their head. And all of a sudden that bop gets mm-hmm. real deep because it only takes a beat. <laughs> Here it is. It only takes a beat.
Yeah, um, yeah. I love I love that song too, and I'm patiently waiting for the rest of the project. That's uh, one oh. of the singles off the project. Mm-hmm. That is that is actually the last single off the project. The project is titled R and B One Hundred and One, and um, I can say with this project, it's a little different um, because. I mean, I put my heart and soul into everything, but with this one, it took some time, and I knew how I really and truly wanted things to go uh, vocally, because my first project was a bucket list item, and I I didn't expect it to do anything in the U.S., but it did well in the U.K., so I'm like, okay, okay, now I got to figure out how to make, make it do what it do in the U.S. So right. having um, the red zone and being talk, talking to networking with other artists and stuff, I've now figured out what path I need to do. So that's why it took a little while to get this project out because I started working on this project, believe it or not, two years ago. And wow. my song, Given Up, my song Given Up was supposed to be on that project, so was Dear R&B, but I released both of those as singles. And um, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait and do an EP because I, I need to tweak some things. And went through, did some tweaking, and September the 20th, at midnight, you'll be able to get R&B 101. I got a song on there that's a little naughty. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to be looking out for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that's that it, church it's, it's in fire. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I want you to explain the red zone. Explain that because, uh, like I said, I listened to a couple of shows, but explain it for the people. Uh, the Red Zone was designed to introduce the world to new, to undiscovered artists. Um, I love radio. I love music in general. But what I don't love is hearing the same 12 songs in rotation each show. 12 right. to 20 songs. There's a plethora of artists out there in this world. I mean, oh my God, that has awesome music and I in my mind's eye I envision the undiscovered given the mainstream or run for their money and I see it coming I see it coming and these artists right. have music yeah and, and that's why I started doing no spins but that was in 2004 2003 I was I was already doing those spins in the 1970s when I was a little kid, going to house mm-hmm. parties and actually uh, DJing house parties back then. So, and everybody used to ask me, "Where you get your music at?" Not just you put your ear to the ground and listen to new stuff. I mean, I'm like you. I don't want to hear the same 26 songs every time I turn mm-hmm. on the radio. So yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. And one of yeah. these days, I will invite you to come in and sit on a session of no spins and be prepared to have your mind blown a little bit, oh. a little bit. 
Honey, I love um, mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> uh, Latonya said um, she's really enjoying the show, and Natalie is amazing. Natalie is amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, I got a new fan. What? Shout out, Latonya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want you to give your information out so people can hit you up, uh, check out the music. Uh, stay with you on uh, social media and all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, you can go to my website, which is I am Natalie Red, and that's red with two Ds, I am Natalie com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at I am Natalie Red. And Facebook, you can Facebook.com backslash I am Natalie Red. There you find it all. My music is all on my website. And sold elsewhere as well, but mostly I like, you know, my website. I like to push people there, push people there. <laughs> um, right, however, right, right. Um, if you want to know more about the Red Zone and listen to the Red Zone, you can go to my website, click on the Red Zone tab. There you'll find programming, days, time, and station links and as to when you can vibe out with me in the zone. Because in the zone, we vibe. There she goes again. Um, <laughs> thank you, Natalie Red, for coming in. I I want to do this again when uh, whenever you got a new project or you want to come back on, just hit me up because I'm I'm always networking. I'm always on Facebook. Hit me up and I will hit you up too. Definitely when I hear the new music come out, I'm going to oh. play. I'm going to play a uh, dear R&B. I know you mentioned it, uh, so yes. tell the folks what this love is about. To R&B. It's a, a personal love letter to a genre in which I feel has lost its way because <clears throat> the mainstream, the industry, has decided to take control of it and label R&B what it is. A lot of these R&B artists that are out there right now on mainstream, they're not R&B. They're actually pop. And the artists that are true R&B are really being pushed to the back burner. That's why if you look in the U.K., all the U.S. artists are traveling to the U.K. to perform. Why? Because the U.K. Right. loves true R&B. And the mainstream, these labels, these execs have truly put a cap, a stamp on what they feel R&B is. I like Beyonce. Do not get me wrong. I, she, she, I love her hustle. Let's just put it that way. Her hustle is tight. But she's not an R&B artist. She's a pop artist. She has a few, and I do mean a few, R&B songs. But a lot of her songs are pop. But the industry has taken what she does and shaped the way they feel R&B should be so they're comparing any other R&B artist to Beyonce. They put Rihanna in that category. Rihanna is, is pop. But your Jill Scott, your Lettucey, your, you know, people who are true R&B, and even though they're R&B neo-soul, they're still R&B. They are pushed to the back burner. That's why Chrisette Michelle... That is why she backed out of her contract and started her own label. 
because they were comparing her to Beyonce. That's why Alicia Keys changed her whole form of um, way of doing things because they were comparing her to Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce. Let Beyonce be Beyonce. There's only one her, and that's what these industry heads need to understand. There's only one her. Let her be her. The other artists, let them be them. So that's the reason for dear R&B. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you again, Miss Red, for coming through, doing your thing. Uh, Um, Definitely, um, I will check you out on the Red Zone. And I will be checking you out, you know, hitting you up in Messenger and all that good stuff. Uh, We're friends for life now. Uh, Uh, Here it is. Natalie Red, dear R&B, thank you again for coming through. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
my mind. 